Hello everyone, welcome back to Happy Human Club. I'm Soph Mosca, I'm the host of this podcast and it has been a minute you guys. I am so happy to be back. I genuinely thought that I'd be able to keep up with my podcast during Vlogmas, but honestly, it just simply couldn't do. (laughs) I just didn't have the energy, the willpower, or the time to put out a podcast episode every week. So my bad for the little absence. I guess it was like three weeks because I think I put one out during Vlogmas. But yeah, I just kind of let myself rest on this for a bit, but I am itching to get back. Like I'm so, so excited to get back, not only to just my podcast, but just to normal life again. I feel like, I guess since like October, things are very holiday oriented and I love it. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like the holidays sort of wiped me out this year and I didn't even really do too much, but I think it was just, I don't even know. The holidays just felt well, they felt strange this year. They didn't really feel super exciting and holiday-y as they have in the past. But at the same time, I feel like I still had a really great time with friends and things like that just like throughout the holidays. And like, I don't know, I did a lot, especially during Vlogmas. Like I feel like I was always doing something and I'm really excited to go back and watch this year's Vlogmas in a year or so and just see how far I've grown from this point and everything like that. But yeah, I'm just so excited to be back. I'm excited for a new year. I honestly, yesterday was January 1st. Today is January 2nd when I'm recording. And yesterday I was feeling like very, very overwhelmingly sad. It felt very heavy. It felt just really just not good. Like I just was not feeling good yesterday. And I was sort of thinking that the reason I felt that way is just when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Because as last year came to an end, as 2022 came to an end, I just sort of, like, was obviously forced to think about the past year and everything that went down and just... I guess it just sort of like all hit me. Like I had one just final cry about how shitty things that happened last year were, how sad I was last year. But I feel like that was like my final cry that I needed in order to move on to this new year with a fresh start. Like I just needed that one last like boo-hoo, woe is me moment to pick myself back up again and get this year going on a positive note and I wanted to mention that because I feel like so many people put so much pressure on like January 1st it begins like no ifs ands or buts fresh start new year start your resolutions all that and while I think that the first is a really great day for people to start good habits and things like that it's not the only day of the year where you can do that and so if you guys had like a little bit of a weird start to the year or maybe you still haven't quite figured out the direction you want this year to go like that is totally fine I think that new year's resolutions and fresh starts and things like that are useful if you're ready for them but if you are going to be ready in May or June or November whatever if that's when you're ready to kind of turn a leaf and do things for yourself and whatever like it there's no time limit of when you can start so yeah sure let the new year like be inspirational and be motivational to you but don't feel pressured by it it shouldn't be like a negative thing and I think there's just so many things where it's like oh don't do this on the first day of the year and don't do this don't do that and I think it can be a little bit overwhelming for myself included but just for people in general especially if you are someone who looks at the first as a new leaf like I do like I'm very much like okay January 1st let's fix everything that's wrong and let's readjust and I get really overwhelmed by like, oh, don't do laundry on the first day of the year. Don't sweep on the first day of the year. Don't like do this or that. Make sure you're doing your affirmations in present tense, things like that. And I just get like overwhelmed of all the different things you're quote supposed to do. And I think that that's just not necessary. And there's no perfect time to start bettering yourself or start resolutions or whatever it is. New Year's is just a cool time to do it, but you don't have to start it then. So don't feel pressured. Don't feel like you're falling behind if you haven't already or if you're having a weird start to the year. Like it's okay. It doesn't mean you're going to have a bad year. That just simply isn't true. So yeah, with all that being said, (laughs) um, we're going to talk about the new year. (laughs) I feel like I'm, I'm about to like contradict myself so much, but as I mentioned, like I personally am someone who looks at the new year every year as like a fresh start, a time to reflect on the previous year and a time to manifest and just really get myself back on the track that I want to be on and sort of just like redirect my thoughts, redirect my goals and 
everything of that sort. So today I want to do an episode of like a 2022 recap, go through all the months and what happened in the months, everything like that. And I want to tell you guys about something that I noticed as I was going back and looking at my 2022 mood board that I made at the beginning of 2022, um, because I (laughs) realized as I was going through it that I accidentally manifested the worst year of my life. And I want to talk like a little bit about that and my stance on that and everything like that. And then also I just want to do some like end of the year reflections. Obviously it's the beginning of the year now, but I think this still applies. You can do your end of the year reflections in January, you know, like it was literally last month, just because it's a new year doesn't mean you can't reflect on the previous one. Um, so I figured we can go ahead and start with the recap. So here is my wild 2022 recap. So beginning in January, um, January is when I started working with my new slash current management team who are God sent angels from above. I love my management so, 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 so much. Shout out Eric, shout out undercurrent, the best ever. And I also went to Hawaii. So we started off the year very strong. I had an amazing January. Everything was going beautifully. (laughs) February comes around and work started to pick up with my new management. Like they were starting to really bring in some work for me, which was really exciting. And I spent time at home, um, like just in my apartment and just with friends like Brie and Maddie. And I did a really fun photo shoot with like a local photographer, just very much like kind of doing my thing, kind of grinding, just sort of chilling after traveling because in December of 2021, I was traveling, I went on a cruise and then I went right to Hawaii. So I was just taking February to really just chill. March came around and I started to not feel so great physically. I started to feel really tired all the time, just kind of feeling sick a lot. Um, And yeah, just not feeling my best physically. But I went to Miami for a weekend for Bree's birthday, which was so much fun. We went to like this hilarious comedy club we still talk about to this day. It was just a really, really fun weekend. And we went to some bars in Miami and we, um, yeah, just had like a lot of fun. Got some Cuban food, did some shopping. And I feel like March of last year, March 2022, is when I started to find my aesthetic, my vibe, whatever you want to call it that I kind of have now. Like I really started to find it around this time, like around March of last year. And I had been struggling with that for a while. I had really been struggling with like just my identity, who I was, like where I felt like I fell in terms of like femininity and masculinity and androgyny and all that. And just finding who I am at my core and finding my identity outside of like, oh, I'm so for the dancer, just like really struggling with that for a while. And I find, I think I finally started to figure that out March of 2022. And I also took a trip to LA, April, (laughs) April, (laughs) oh, April. Well, we started it out um, with another trip to LA. We did that. And I started planning what was supposed to be my 23rd birthday bash. So 
started planning that, but I was starting to feel very, very, very sick, like extremely sick. Um, and I went home to graduate college and you guys know the drill. I ended up getting hospitalized in diabetic ketoacidosis and found out that I was a type one diabetic which explained why I had been feeling kind of shitty for the past few months because I was slowly dying. <laughs> not to be dramatic, but that's not the dramatic. That's literally not being dramatic. I literally was. And so that was like the biggest change of my life so far in general, like at all in my whole life. But I did still graduate college. I got to walk at graduation and I was not doing well mentally. Like I felt like my life was over. Like I just felt like all the joy had kind of been sucked out of me. Just was like, wow. I, I mean, I, when I say like I was a healthy person, I mean it. Like I never got a cold. I never got sick. I didn't even like, this isn't like getting sick, but like I didn't need braces. I didn't need glasses. Like I never needed anything medical whatsoever. Going from that to such a, uh, daunting and like, all-consuming disease is just like a lot and it's chronic and forever and it was just like really hard as a really hard pill for me to swallow um yeah so I was just like really I, I mean to be honest with you I was entirely dissociated like I genuinely was I I have little memory from this point in time I was completely unwell and I don't even know the extent that my family or close friends know about that point in my life but like April, early May, I was entirely dissociated. I was not living presently within my body. I was, comp- I can't even describe the feeling. It was horrific. Um, and May came along and I would say that's when kind of the dissociation, the dreamlike state kind of faded a bit and more of the depression kicked in depression really like came full force at that point and um I I began getting the worst anxiety of my life I honestly don't even think I really experienced anxiety before this point in time I thought I had but nothing was like what I was feeling at that point in time it was the worst anxiety I did not even know anxiety could feel like that and like at one point I literally went to the hospital because I was I was 100% sure I was having a heart attack because my heart was burning. Like I was in pain. I was in so much pain. My chest was completely like, I don't even know. I felt like I was having a heart attack. Um, And I was just spent the whole month adjusting to my new life. Um, But on a positive note, I got my first Dexcom, which made my life immediately a lot easier because freeballing diabetes, type 1 diabetes without at least... A CGM of some sort, which a CGM is a continuous glucose monitor, which a Dexcom is a continuous glucose monitor. It's like a type of continuous glucose monitor. And trying to live with type 1 diabetes without that is so much harder. Like a pump is another amazing thing, but the CGM is like actually life changing, like genuinely. And so that was like a huge help in just like learning how to live with type 1 diabetes and everything like that. So that was a positive. June came around and I did have my 23rd birthday party, but unfortunately, um, at that point in time, I was scared to eat anything and everything. 
and also scared to drink, scared to smoke, scared to do anything fun. So I did not honestly have a very good time at my party and also honestly barely remember it because I was so depressed. And um, like I, I didn't think anyone else had fun too, but my friends have told me that they had a ton of fun. So I guess it was just me in my head. Like I was so unhappy that I was like, this sucks, this party sucks. No one's happy, everyone hates me. Like I was just so down bad. Um, but like my old high school dance friends came to visit and that was super cool getting to show them around my life a little bit. And also another positive note, work really started to pick up at this point. I started to get a lot of work coming in and started to hit some financial goals. And I also visited St. Pete. Um, it was for obviously an occasion that's not necessarily so happy anymore, but it was for my two year anniversary with my previous relationship. And I fell in love with it all over again. Like I just remembered, oh my gosh, I loved St. Pete area. I loved the Tampa area. Like this is a really cool place. And um, that's important obviously because you guys know I now live in Tampa and I absolutely love it. So in June of last year is when I came back to St. Pete after being away in South Florida for a couple of years and um, really loved it and was like, wow, I think I wanna maybe live here. And the end of June is when I started to feel like maybe I would be okay. Like maybe my life isn't over after this diabetes diagnosis. Maybe I will be able to live somewhat normally. And I definitely started to just make it more part of my daily life and not so, not so much of like a, my life is over, but more of like a, this really fucking sucks, but I guess we'll do it anyways type of vibe, you know? July, I would say is another here's so things started to look up right but then july came along that's just how it was working last year so july started off really great i got my omnipod which changed the game for me in terms of like management of diabetes and everything like that and life really did start to feel somewhat normal again and i was trying so hard to pull myself out of depression like i was every day like trying so hard like just snap out of it just snap out of it just snap out of it trying so hard and same with my anxiety like just snap out of it just don't worry about it like really actively just being like just stop just stop just stop which obviously that's not how depression and anxiety work but to an extent it did help me sort of just be like okay you can do it you can do it kind of encourage myself to keep pushing on um <clears throat> but i visited home and my dad had a health scare again. I don't even remember how much detail I've gone in about that. And I feel like it's not really my place to say, but my dad um, in 2021 um, struggled with health. He was having seizures from an infection. It's a long story. Um, and he had a, a breakthrough seizure in July. And I just happened to be home and I mean, not, I didn't see it happen, but I just happened to be home in New Hampshire again when it happened, both times that this has happened, I just happened to be home, which is so crazy to me. But, um, so that, that sucked. And that kind of like snapped me back into being really anxious and depressed and also worrying about my health because at that point in time, um, to me, I felt like this is not the case. So don't even go there with me and if you have diabetes or if you know someone with diabetes like this is not true but like at this point in time I felt like diabetics are like the bottom of the the barrel like 
they are the ones that die over everything. Like they're sick and dying no matter what. And that's so not true. But my dad's a type two diabetic and like his infection, his seizures had nothing to do with type two diabetes. But in my brain at this point in time, I was like, well, great. He's a type two diabetic. He's not even that old. And like, he's having seizures, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, well, I'm going to die early, like all this stuff. And just really feeling pessimistic and health anxiety is kicking in like crazy. And just like, so sad and, and unhappy. Like I was just not doing well. Um, but whenever I came back to Florida and, and he ended up being totally fine after that too. So like everything all was well, um, with my dad. And then I came back to Florida and I started house shopping, which was really cool up in like the St. Pete Tampa area. And I was just really excited for the future. I was feeling like I can do it. I'm going to defy the odds. Like I'm going to be okay. Everything's going to be fine. And like slowly but surely things started to feel good. And I started to like every day, 1% feel more okay. Um, but then, (laughs) and then I got my heart broken and I'm not going to go into that too much. Just, it's just not the episode for it. And I'm just not in a place where I want to keep talking about it where I want to keep reliving it like I, I very much feel like I'm in a place of forgiveness I'm in a place of yeah that happened and now let's heal from it now let's move on um not dwelling on it so much anymore but um that is when the breakup occurred and then August came around and Honestly, I think that this was probably the lowest point of my life ever. Uh, I think this honestly tops right after getting diagnosed. That was impossibly hard in and of itself, but I was still working through all of that. And then on top of that, the heartbreak, which I did not take well, despite what I showed online. Um, I just felt so alone, so scared, so mad, so confused. I, I like I would wake up. And I would be angry that I woke up because I wish I could have just like died in my sleep. So I wouldn't be having to feel what I felt anymore. I wouldn't be in so much pain, but I was numb at the same time. Like I wasn't even feeling the pain. I just felt, I just felt empty. I felt numb. Like I can't even explain what that pain felt like. I just felt like I had lost everything. I lost my health. I lost the love of my life. Like I just felt like I lost everything. Um, but the end of August, I moved to Tampa to my new apartment. I started dancing again and I was, I was living like I was okay day by day. I was, I mean, I wasn't okay, but I was doing it. I was making it through every day and I was crying a lot and I was screaming a lot and I was hating my life a lot, but I was doing a really good job of just getting through it and September came along and I felt like I sort of had to be okay like I felt like online my online presence like people were gonna start thinking I was just being like dramatic or whatever if I was still sad about the breakup and I just felt like I had to pretend like I was doing okay online um but like I was still so depressed I just felt like I shouldn't be Um, but I really started to distract myself and really put on a good front that I was doing fine, but I started looking for a dog in September 
I was literally going to the shelter like every single day trying to fall in love with the dog, but none of them felt right. Um, and I started to make new friends like Natalie and Alyssa. And I was just putting my energy into friends, like still Brie and Maddie and then my new friends. And I started to go out, like go partying and just like let go a little bit of, in terms of like diabetes, like just letting go and not being so worried all the time and going and living like a normal 23 year old and just exploring Tampa. I also went to Orange County and LA a bunch. Like the, I think this was, was it October or November or September? I think it was September, the Fletcher um, release party that I went to was super, was like so, so much fun, super cool. But yeah, like that whole time, September was a really fun month. And towards the end, I just started to actually feel better instead of pretending like I was feeling better. I was actually feeling better. And then October, I started to feel 5% better every day. Like I really started to feel like myself again. I was still super sad. I was still working through depression. I was still suffering from anxiety a lot, but I was starting to feel better and I was getting used to living alone. I was really loving my space. I was really loving Tampa. I was really loving all my friends. Things were looking up. Um, and early October, I found a little cute black Italian greyhound puppy and went and visited him. And he was a tiny baby. Uh, he was like a couple months old and I loved him so much. I visited him like multiple times cause I was obsessed with him and decided that I wanted him. So I scheduled a date for when he was old enough to come home and I got my little baby Augie, my little baby Augie, he's so cute. Um, and I visited home again and I really started to put a lot of focus into my career, redirecting my podcast, my YouTube, everything like that. Just really putting a lot of time and energy into all of that and just feeling re-inspired with TikTok as well. And I started to really get used to living with diabetes. Like I very much felt like I was living normally and it just became second nature. It still sucked. And I also got this weird like embarrassment about my devices that I wear in October. I still kind of have it, but it was like really intense in October. Like I was like really frustrated that I had to wear them, but, um, it was just like a random annoying little insecurity that I developed. But, um, yeah, overall I was feeling really good in October and I brought Augie home, like I said, and I was just feeling good. And then November was pretty much just lots of Augie, just taking care of Augie, adjusting to life with a puppy. Pretty much all my time was going to Augie. I barely left the apartment in November, to be completely frank. Um, and I also just had lots of friend time because my apartment became like the hangout place and people would just come over and hang out with me and Augie. And it was amazing. And I feel like November was when I got really close with a bunch of people. Like I met and got close with Rayleigh and Kelsey, continued to get close with Natalie, obviously Brie and Maddie and Bella would come to visit, things like that. And like, I just, my friends became my world. Well, they already were, but even more so like just all I did was hang out with Augie and my friends and leave the house maybe a couple times a week to do some errands. But besides that, I wasn't really doing much. So November was lots of homesteading, lots of Augie, lots of just adjusting. And then December came along and Vlogmas started. We love Vlogmas. I made some new friends like Addie who came to visit and 
I was just going out a bunch and having so much fun and just feeling really free in terms of like type one diabetes, feeling very normal again. And I really started to feel like my healing was paying off. And for the first time in probably like six or seven months, I was feeling genuine happiness again. Of course, emotions and healing still come and go, but not like they once were. It's definitely, I'm definitely at a point where I see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, I'm nowhere near completely healed, but I'm getting there. And I just felt genuinely happy for the first time again. And I hit a really massive financial goal that I have been dreaming of forever. And because of that, I bought myself a very special Christmas gift slash Vlogmas gift that I've been wanting for years. And that is a dream of mine, which was a Cartier ring, a new Cartier ring. Um, Cause I got the love band when I hit my first financial goal ever. And then I got this one um, this time around. And then I went home for Christmas and that was my year recap. <laughs> it was a crazy, crazy year. Like, and I think I did a really, really good job of online showing that I was doing really well and healing. And of course I was healing and I was working through everything, but a lot of the year I was so incredibly depressed and anxious and unhappy. And so I, I just want to say that because you never, like I catch myself comparing myself to other people online and things like that. And like, how are they so happy all the time? How are they this, and that? And it's like, they're probably not like, maybe they are, but also they struggle. And I, while I showed you guys a lot of my healing, I didn't even scratch the surface. Like you did not see the worst of the worst. You also kind of didn't even see the best of the best. Like I just showed you what I felt comfortable showing online. And even as someone who I feel like I show a lot of my life, like I think I sometimes give too much of my life. And even then I'm not even giving you guys half of my life. And I think that's just something important to remember because like nothing is as it seems online. You never know the whole story. You never know someone's real feelings, real emotions. And just because someone is doing something that you feel like you can interpret one way doesn't mean that that's how it's playing out in their life. And I think that's just really important, especially going into the new year. Like do not compare yourself to other people because I'm sure I looked like I was like a healed queen. In fact, I know I did because so many of you are like, how did you heal so quick? It's like, I didn't like I'm still healing and I'm not happy all the time. I'm not smiling all the time, but I'm, I'm, I mostly film when I'm feeling that way. So that's all you see online. And especially like it, it varies so much from platform to platform. Like people will be like, Oh, like her healing was fake, blah, blah, blah. Because on TikTok, like I didn't show anything. I showed myself being like a little bit like snarky, a little bit petty, but not so much like the tears and a little bit, but not so much. But then YouTube, like you guys saw a lot more and my podcast, you saw a lot more. And like, I don't know. I just feel like you can, this is just a good example. Like look at me on TikTok versus me on YouTube versus me on my podcast. They're all me. They're all me and they're all truthful, but they're all just different takes of my life. And depending on who you are and how you perceive things and what content you're watching, you might have like an entirely different idea of someone's life, someone's story, someone's mindset, someone's mental health. And just don't compare yourself to others. And also don't judge others for 
things that they're going through or things that you agree with or don't agree with because you never really know what's going on behind closed doors. Um, But yeah, that was (laughs) my life. But I, at the end of the year, went back and looked at my 2022 mood board because every year since 2020 or maybe 2021, I don't remember. The past few years, I've made a mood board at the beginning of every year slash end of every year. And I looked back on my 2022 mood board and my jaw literally dropped (laughs) because I saw a few things. Let me give you three examples. I saw a quote that said, work on you for you. I saw a quote that said, a new era of me. And I saw a quote that said, take a look around and appreciate it. Nothing will be the same in a year. And I just sort of sat there and laughed like, girl, (laughs) you got what you asked for. You really did. And that's the thing. Manifestation works in funny ways. Like you guys know, I'm a huge, huge believer in manifestation. I think that shit is so scarily powerful. Like it's crazy. And like manifestation, the universe, whatever you believe in, we can even, you can even look at this from a religious standpoint. If maybe instead of manifesting, you pray, it's all a general idea, but like I got what I wanted manifestation. The universe gave me what I wanted. I just didn't know what it would take for me to have what I wanted. And I think this is a really good lesson to learn because sometimes the worst, the worst has to happen to bring you the best in order for you to have your best be your best the worst has to happen sometimes and i really believe that everything happens for a reason it's just sometimes you can't figure out why it's happening the way it is like do i feel like i could have found my best self without all the the trauma from this year yeah but like would i have i don't know i have no way of knowing because this is how it played out and this is like the way it played out is what brought me to how I am right now. So I can't even sit here and say I would be as successful as happy, know as many people, whatever, without all this happening, because I just, I just don't know. I have no way of knowing, but everything happened the way it did. And it brought me to where I am. And, um, like I posted a TikTok about that and I saw a bunch of comments of people being like, Oh, I'm not going to make one of those then. But like the point isn't that I manifested like absolute havoc on my own life. Like that's not the point. The point is that I got what I asked for. If that all wouldn't have happened, I wouldn't have worked on myself for myself. I wouldn't be living in a new era of me. I wouldn't be who I am or what or who, like I wouldn't have what or who I have in my life. And sure, it played out in a crazy traumatic way, but it needed to. Like I wouldn't have learned the lessons I needed to learn any other way. So I really, really, really suggest you guys make a mood board because I think that stuff is so powerful. I also think it's important to continue to manifest throughout the year, in your daily life, in your mindset, just in any way you can. I have seen manifestation play out in more ways than I can count in my life. And I can't, I, I'm at the point where I can't not believe in it because I have manifested so many things into my life, good and bad. And I just think the proof is in the pudding. But I think that it'd be really fun to do a little beginning of the year reflection 
because I saw this TikTok and I figured it'd be fun to do just for like a podcast episode. So it's just three questions. And I feel like this is something really fun that you guys could do within your brain or on a piece of paper, or maybe even like with your friends or family or something. But all right, let's, let's answer them together. Ready? The first one is who was in your life this year, both old and new. So beginning of the year, I had my family, I had my ex-girlfriend, I had Brie and Maddie, Lauren, I had old dance friends, and then end of the year, I had all the above, and I had Rayleigh, Kelsey, Natalie, Alyssa, Bella, so many new friendships, and also so many old, which is really cool. And the next question is, what did you learn about your relationships? And for me, I feel like I learned three key things, which is there is so much power in friendship, so much power. And also that people will always show you who they really are. And it's up to you whether you accept that or you fight it. And the last thing is forgiveness is healing. And the last question is, who are you thankful for this year? And I, I have all of my friends to be thankful for, but I have to hands down give the most thankful award to Brie and Maddie because not to be dramatic, but they saved my life. Like I, I can't even front Brie and Maddie saved my life because, and this isn't to discredit my other friends that helped me through the phone, helped me as much as they can. That's not at all what I'm saying. It's not, that doesn't make them any less worthy. It doesn't make me appreciate them any less, but Brie and Maddie physically being there at my worst, literally forcing me to get out of bed and get dinner with them, literally forcing me to hang out with them, forcing me to just get up, checking on me constantly, checking, telling my other, talking to my other friends to check in on me, like all of them communicating, Brie and Maddie just saved my life. Like I, I genuinely don't know how I could have done the early breakup days without them. They were angels and the most amazing, incredible people. And so I just have to give them the most thankful award. But that, again, that's not to discredit any of my other friends who have helped me enormously more than I can even discuss like I can't even put words to it but Brie and Maddie were just absolute angels in my life this year and lastly before I go because I want to go shopping I'm going shopping after this I'm so excited but I want to end on a quote that I saw on TikTok and I when I saw it I actually immediately broke down and started bawling my eyes out because oh, I have chills thinking about it um I just, this quote just really resonated with me and I'm taking it to heart and carrying it with me throughout this year, especially this beginning of the year. And the quote is, you deserve to be happy this year, not just strong. So I'll leave you guys with that. I'll let you think about that. I'll let you interpret it as you need and I'll interpret it as I need. I love you all so much. I am really happy to be back. I'm hoping that you guys enjoy this episode as well. I hope that your new years are starting off good. And if they're not, that's okay. It's never too late to turn it around. 
If you guys want to follow me on all of my other social media, it's always linked down below in the description of every episode, but it's also just at Soph Mosca on pretty much everything. And with all that being said, I love you all so much. And I will talk to you so super soon in the next episode. Bye.